This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we have a full three-hour show tonight. You're on The Lake Show. Until 9, News Talk 830 WCCO. Everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. I am as well. I'm ready to eat plenty of food. I won't cook a damn thing either. I'm going to be bouncing around in different places. Um, so I'd love to uh, to have you guys listen to the entire three-hour show. Um, if not, you know, try to hop in and listen where you can. We have plenty of guests tonight. we got plenty of things to talk about because uh, there's a lot going on. Guests tonight on the show will include uh, Dame Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, Talking Wild, Matthew Collar, Talking Vikings, Tony Sana, Talking World Cup, David Fema talking about just being awesome and something that he's doing, uh, giving back to the community on Thursday, actually on Thanksgiving. But I wanted to start tonight's show with a question that I have for all of you regarding Thanksgiving dinner, get-togethers, all of that. And it's a pretty simple question. Because you know when we all get together for the holidays, right? Um, There's going to be a lot of sitting around, and you can do one of several different things. You can sit around and watch movies. Um, People are sitting around. They're they're cooking, and you're having conversations, and everybody's getting together and watching sporting events, watching football on Thanksgiving. But when you get together, those gatherings on Thanksgiving – and this could be said for Christmas too. Should you avoid discussing politics at all? 651 461 9226. Because I came across this as a topic, and I said, man, I bet that there are a lot of people out there listening to the station or listening to the show, and they'll say, nope, don't do it. Avoid politics at all costs on Thanksgiving. And I totally understand it. I totally understand it. Because in my opinion, I would never want to create any disagreements or arguments at a big holiday gathering. But my answer to the question is I'm not looking to start disagreements or arguments about politics. But I won't run. I won't shy away. From expressing my views if I feel it's important. And look, when we talk about this specifically, avoiding 
discussing politics during the holidays, a lot of it is – look, it has to be unintentional. I don't think that anybody in their right mind wants to create um, problems on a day that everybody's hanging out and getting together and being amongst family. I think it accidentally just happens. So, like, for instance, if, if, if you know that your political beliefs or thoughts that you have about things that are going on in society are vastly different from your spouse's or your girlfriend's parents or their family, then you know what? You're probably not going to go there. You're probably not going to go there. But now let's say that let's say that you're sitting there, everybody's getting ready, prepared for dinner and all this stuff, and a conversation just comes up from your wife's father, your father-in-law, okay? Do you just sit there and listen? Do you just sit there and just not say anything? Do you just sit there and say, ah, it's not, it's not worth it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm sorry, me personally, and I'm not married, okay? I'm not married. And I'm not in a relationship right now. But if I was, man, I don't think that I would be able to... Um, <clears throat> Bite my tongue. Chris, you are married. Where do you fall in this? Do you you try to avoid political conversations during the holidays at all costs? I try to because my political views with my family and my wife's family, I am in the minority. And I know that. I'm kind of like you. I think there's this unspoken Mm -hmm. word between some that you don't you don't bring up politics, it's kind of one of those you try not to bring it up. It's an unwritten rule. It's, it's an unwritten it's, rule. It's kind, yeah, it's kind of an agreement that you just kind of know about. Yeah. Now I, I have members of my family that will purposely bring it up. I'll see. And, and see, that's if, hard to run from. It, it well, th- that's the thing though. If if they bring it up, then you know. You're damn right. I'll let, let's go. Let's <laughs> let's get into it. You know, you get me. You know, get me. Get me a couple of cocktails because we're going to settle in for a long night. But you know, when it comes to let's say my in laws, I love my in laws. I I love them. We disagree politically, but it doesn't mean that I, I don't admire them mm-hmm. for what they've done for us and for my wife. You know, we we have gotten to the point where. We can respectfully disagree, and and we know that there's just some common ground that we're never going to agree on, but we're not going to let that destroy that relationship. But there are some that are willing to, this is what I wanted to find the relationship. I, I think that's key. It's like some people want this connection between, you know, me and, you know, say whoever else or mm-hmm. you and whoever else. They feel like, this is the identity. Like we have to be, we have to be connected because of the disagreement in politics, and I, that to me is where it can get really contentious. And, and, and I'm not advocating that anybody just go out there and they just start striking up some political. Just start picking a fight. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, it just. I'm not going to run from the conversation, 
But I do think that in this particular situation, I think that everybody should be calculated Mm -hmm. when it comes to this, okay? And what I mean by calculated is if there are children there, don't start it. Leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? And and maybe maybe even in that scenario, if there's kids around and I know that this could go sideways, I'm not even going to dive into or take the bait. Like, like, you you just – for. All parties involved, it's just like, you know what, just just let it go. So t- to answer my own question, I think it is interesting based on some of the particulars of the family structure. Yeah, and, and to me, like, there are some people, all they want to do is troll. All they want to do is bait you into something. And I think if you, if you know what the intention of the person is, intention, yeah. intention. Regardless what most, of where you, whatever you fall politically. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. I, I think you go in and you know that some people are just going to try and start something. Yes. I think that's where you're more cognizant and have to, I think, show restraint. But again, th- there are some people I feel, Henry, that even if you disagree politically, like I'm not saying that has to be the barrier – to relationship because I'm not going to let that be the barrier to a good relationship with my in-laws because we've never – like for me, we've never had a crass word in, I don't know, 15, 16 years. Not once. And why would I let this – like when they know that we're different – they're going to understand that yeah, I don't yep. want to go there. We don't want to go there. Yeah, it's not like you woke cool. up on – it's not like you woke up that morning and you just found out, hey – Hey, let's go. Chris is a lib. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what I got you? I got that hat you wanted. Yeah. That hat? That's for me. If you want to weigh in, 651-461-9226, that's the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, We can take a look at the text line here after the break. Uh, In your opinions on it, in phone calls, gladly welcome. But also, uh, there's something I want to get into uh, with regards to the National Football League because – Look, there's many legit criticisms from this past weekend with Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, but there's one particular uh, particular analysis, a little bit off in my opinion. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. I'm going to be eating some turkey. Dressing is the best part of the meal. I don't care what anybody says. It's the best part of the meal. It absolutely is. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk, A3OWCCO. Uh, let's uh, check in on the the text line, the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Um, just talking about should you avoid discussing politics at Thanksgiving? What do we have there? Yeah, we've got some really good ones here, Lake. Uh, one of them that came in, uh, first one came in about 10 minutes ago. Uh, I think if a family can have a conversation about politics and be respectful of a person's opposite view, yep. then everyone can learn from the experience. But nowadays... That's pretty impossible. Yep. I think it's, it's that, fair. That's, that's, I think that's a great text. Yep. Yep. Uh, here's another one. I try to avoid politics because my in-laws are very different. Mm-hmm. However, my mother-in-law will sometimes try to bait me into a discussion. <laughs> this is what we talked about. Yeah. Funny, but whenever that happens, my dog suddenly needs a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dog. Otherwise, I'd probably, you know, I'd, yeah. you know have to change the litter box. And uh, finally, another one. My in-laws are very uh, strident about what the Lord says about various things. Mm. Most of it's bigoted, homophobic, and racist. My God is not their vengeful, hateful God. I'm not going to change their minds. So when it starts, I excuse myself and leave. So I I feel like 
you know. Those are all good texts. All, yes. Yeah, all really good texts. So, yeah, those three, I I could not, I couldn't look at those and disagree with any of them. I, I think that, the, the you know, the first one, cl- clearly, um, if you can have that conversation, because I, I don't think that people should be scared to run for conversations, right? But if if the conversation is going to be cordial and you can listen um, to each other and all of that, then I think uh, I think things work out just fine. Yeah, I, I don't have any. And, and and that's the hard part though, because we go from zero mm-hmm. to a hundred. There there's no there's no back and forth. Right? Yep. There, there's no dialogue. It's it's talking at you, not with you, and that's a big problem that we have today. All right, let me get to this. Zach Wilson situation. Zach Wilson, starting quarterback for the uh, New York Jets. I think he's in his second year in the National Football League, one of the top draft picks um, last season. And we don't have any quarterback controversy here because Kirk, Kirk Cousins rather is the guy. Zach Wilson and the Jets have been struggling here. Now, as a team, the Jets have been doing pretty good, but it's basically been because their defense has been so darn good. Like, their defense has been absolutely dominant. Zach Wilson and the offense has been struggling. And over the weekend, they scored three points against the New England Patriots, who the Vikings will be facing this Thursday. Okay? So, Zach Wilson... um. And the offense was just bad, and he was horrible. Okay, and the defense played their butts off. And we know that in football, there's just a certain thing about when your defense plays like rock stars, and the offense doesn't do anything. I'm not saying that there's friction in the locker room or that there's issues in terms of chemistry with the team, but we know that the offensive players should step up and say, you know what, we didn't do our job. Our job is to put points on the board, and we didn't do it. Well, he was asked in the post-game press conference if he felt like he let the defense down. And this is not about one week. This is about just the season overall. He said no. And it wasn't just the fact that he said no. It was the way that he said it and just the arrogance in it and the tone, and it just – it. It was not a good situation. If you're Zach Wilson, no, you can't be that guy. You cannot be. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Tom Brady. Like, you've done nothing. You've accomplished nothing in your NFL career. So for you to talk down in that particular moment, like, no, got nothing to be, nope, that's not okay. Now, he's been criticized since that occurred, and of course he should be. And he should be wearing the criticism. But there was something that was said on Monday Night Countdown. Booger McFarlane, um, who I like. I'm, I'm a fan of Booger McFarlane. But there was a specific take that he had with regards to um, Zach Wilson's makeup. I guess his his background, uh, him growing up, that he felt factored into the arrogance angle. Take a listen. Yourself. You gave him the shovel booger to bury him by saying no in that postgame and not taking accountability. You know, you, you mentioned one word, accountability. Let's understand who this young man is before we ask him to accept accountability. He's a young man who grew up with a lot of money. I don't think he's ever had to accept accountability. And so now on the biggest stage, we want this quarterback 
to accept but, accountability. But that, that, no, that, no, doesn't, no. that doesn't resonate at all. Like, but, I mean, he's a tough-minded kid. He's Steve, come through. I mean, everyone's never had to challenge. I mean, he hasn't had to accept the accountability. And so now on the biggest stage, we want this kid to be an adult in front of grown men and accept accountability. It may not feel good. But what I know about it... Well, he, he let him down yesterday, that's for yeah. sure. He let him down yesterday. And so I think you have, if, if you're Robert Solid, you have to go to him and say, hey, listen, I don't know how you are used to doing things, how you grew up. But when you're professional and you go out and perform the way you did, you have to accept accountability. That's the only way that the men in the locker room are going to accept In the end, it's the quarterback's you. fundamental job yes. is to bring the team forward. And if he can't do that, that's fundamental to the job. Yeah. So we, we stipulate to that. All right, so ultimately, everybody on the panel, because RG3 was talking there at the beginning, then it went to Booger, he gave his take, and then you also got um, Steve um, Yeah, Steve Young is also talking on the clip, and he's a former you know BYU uh, quarterback as well as Zach Wilson. And, and they all came to an agreement that Zach Wilson was in the wrong and that he let the team down, and he wasn't a man about the situation. He disagreed with Booger with regards to the money part and the, the growing up um, well-off, and I agree with with uh, with Steve Young. I don't think that that should be factored, unless Booger has like some really, really intimate details and he knows a lot of stuff about in-depth about his family. I'm not bringing in the money into the conversation. And, and, I, and I say this because I get what Booger's saying, that, He's never been held accountable because in his life, he's always been well off. He's never had to take ownership for anything. Everything in life has been given to him. Okay. And maybe that's the case. I'm not jumping there though. If I, if I'm booger and this is the reason why I don't think that money is this issue. It is a leadership issue. It is a, like he said, taking accountability, but I'm not factoring in. The economics to it, and and, and by the way, maybe I I because I, I truly do understand what he's coming where he's coming from. I do, I do because a lot of people have been given things and then they've never really truly you know like like they've been given so much early on in life that they just lose their way. I get that angle, but let me give you a couple of examples and the reason why I wouldn't go there. First off, one of my favorite athletes in terms of getting it is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, I don't think, was missing meals or anything. He's from a well-to-do family, and the kid went to Stanford. He gets it. So it's not, So he's somebody that grew up with a, a lot of money, and he's fine. Okay? I'll give you another example. Stephon Marbury grew up in the projects in New York City. Right? His family. And his brothers playing to get out of the hood. I'll tell you this. Stephon Marbury, in my opinion, in my estimation, and knowing what I know, and going to school in Atlanta, and he came through at Georgia Tech, he was given so much early on because he was an exceptional basketball player. And then it just kind of spiraled. He got a big head about himself. I mean, uh, imagine me at Morehouse, and I'm an upperclassman, and I see St- uh, Stephon Marbury in a Land Cruiser as a freshman, and I'm like, oh, what, what's going on here? 
And then we know what happened once he got to Minnesota and then he had issues with the whole KG's money and all that, and then it just kind of went from there. So my whole point is, is that don't look at the dynamic of just, you know, he came from a rich household and that totally screwed him up. Maybe that factored in, but I'm not, I'm not putting that, this specific situation based on that. I just can't do that. I don't yeah. think that's fair to him. No, to me, they're two separate issues. Yep. Money's got nothing to do with the leadership and taking accountability. Agreed. Uh, what are the issues happening with the Minnesota Wild? Well, Dave Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, he will join us to discuss after weather on the Lake Show. All right, the scenario is this. All I'm doing is ruining a nice dinner for Dave Mizzitani with his father. I'm putting that on hold. He stepped away for the table to join us here on the Lake Show to talk uh, some Minnesota Wild Hockey. And he's joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. So my apologies, Dane, for my timing. But uh, thanks for uh, the moment uh, for you coming on the show tonight. Thank you for some time. Hey, we're all good, Lake. I'll do anything for you. <laughs> it's all good, man. I, I'm going to return the favor for sure, for sure. All right, first off, happy, uh, happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And look, I, I want to start with... You know, when you look at the Minnesota Wild and the struggles that they've had this season, there's been a few different issues that's been going on. But the first thing I'm going to ask you about is your thoughts on Marco Rossi. What the heck is going on there? Yeah, this is just a kid. He's, you know, 21 years old. He's breaking into the NHL for the first time. And I think the game is a little fast for him right now. It's something where I think it's going to start to come. I think he has no goals, one assist, and I think that's really starting to weigh on him. Um, if he could just pop one, I think it would take a lot of pressure off of him. But right now, you can just tell he's gripping the stick really tight. It's something where he, I think every time he steps onto the ice, he's almost nervous, like, I got to score, I got to do this, I got to do that. And and you and I both know like that's not a good way to play sports. So yep. I think two games right now, he, he's sitting out of the press box last game, he's going to sit in the press box next game, I think that different perspective might help him a little bit and hopefully get him back on track. Also would not be shocked at some point to see him get sent down to the minors. Um, I think it's something that could really benefit him to get some confidence back. Um, It's tough for him right now, but I I think he's going to be good. I think a lot of these young players, they're expected to perform right away, and if they don't, it's like, oh, this guy's a bust. Uh, I don't think he's a bust. I don't think Wild fans have to worry about that. Um, but, yeah, you feel for a kid like that because he wants to produce. He's just not doing it right now. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's something to be said about the physicality of the game right now and just getting stronger? Because he's not um, – when, when you look at him physically, he's not, like, overly big. Do, do you think that there's something to be said about him building up his body and his strength? I think so. I think that you see that with a lot of young guys. I think the, the game – at the AHL level is different than the game at the NHL level. I think the game at, you know, these guys dominate their junior hockey leagues or, you know, Marco Rossi didn't play college hockey, but you see college hockey players dominate in the college ranks. And then once they get to the AHL, it's it's kind of a slow go. Yeah. I think there's something to that. I think it's, you know, building some strength is going to be something that's going to benefit his game in the long run. Um, But this kid has all the talent in the world. And I don't think that just went away overnight. Um, I think it's as he progresses in his career, as he gets more confidence, um, you're going to see the production follow. Yeah. We're talking to Dame Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Mizzitani. Do you think that just some of the struggles for this team this year is due in part to the injuries 
because, you know, there's been stuff with Jordan Greenway. Um, I know that uh, Hartman's missed some time, Ryan Hartman. So do you think that some of it's just kind of like bad luck? For sure, yeah. I think you look at this team and compare it to last year's team, that team was, was generally pretty healthy. This team hasn't had a full lineup at any point this season. So, you, you know, Jordan Greenway, he's going to return to the lineup tomorrow. He's played two games this year. Both games he played, he got injured almost immediately. And uh, the, the, the Wild haven't had a healthy lineup, like, to this point in the season. So uh, I think that has contributed to the struggles. I think losing Kevin Fiala has hurt a lot more than, than I think anyone even really thought was going to hurt. Mm. Um, I, think, I think Bill Guerin and, and probably people within the Wild front office probably thought that, you know, Matt Boldy would be able to buoy the scoring, maybe even Marco Rossi. Um, you know, Ryan Hartman, obviously a 30-goal scorer last year. He's out of the lineup, um, like you mentioned. Uh, I think you lost an 85-point scorer in, in Kevin Piala, and you didn't really get anyone back. So it's not surprising that they're struggling to score goals. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, injuries can, can derail a season, and right now the Wild are grinding right now because of their injuries. Dane. Do you think that if we could do it all over again and and with the you know with the um the beautiful thing of we like to call hindsight, do you think that we would have kept cam Talbot uh, that's tough right like I think like in a perfect world, like yeah, I think Phil Garrett wanted to keep cam cam Talbot, I think he wanted a fifty fifty split um but I think as soon as Mark Andre Fleury got the start in Game One of the playoffs. That was almost the writing on the wall. Um, I think Cam Talbot is a proud guy. It's what helped him get to this point. I think a lot of NHL players, not just NHL players, all all athletes are proud people and and want to play. and And Cam Talbot gave a lot of himself. And then at the deadline, they went and acquired Mark Andre Fleury. And then um, you know a month later, Mark Andre Fleury is getting the Game One start. So I think as soon as that happened the relationship was frayed. And I think when Marc-Andre Fleury got the contract this summer, the relationship was almost irreparable at that point. So in a perfect world, yes. I think Bill Guerin would have loved to have Cam Talbot. He would have loved to have Marc-Andre Fleury. He would have loved to have a 50-50 split in the net. Um, But that was just unrealistic as soon as kind of, you know, all of that, those things happened leading up to, you know, the Marc-Andre Fleury re-signing this summer. So in a vacuum, yes. They They would definitely benefit from a guy like Cam Talbot right now. You know, Dane, one of the things that we often talk about in sports, it doesn't matter what the uh, what the league is, is we talk about the impact of, of trades, right? Um, looking at the Wild and the issues that this team has had, is there a trade out there or is there a specific move that you think that Bill Guerin, because Bill Guerin's going to do whatever it takes to try to make this thing a winner. Do you think that there's anything that could be percolating in terms of a specific area of need that the Wild say, we've got to do something about this specific spot? Yeah, I think if Bill Guerin's going to make a trade, and he's shown he has, you know, the gusto and, and you know, the courage to, to make big moves, to take big swings, I think if he's going to make a trade here in the next however many weeks or however many months, um, I don't think anything is imminent right now, um, but I do think he's he's making calls, and I think he would want to acquire another top six forward. You know, we just talked about the lack of scoring, how they've struggled to score. Uh, I think it's natural for a GM to then go look for a scorer, um, a top six guy who can put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, it's it's not going to come cheap. It's probably going to cost picks. It's probably going to cost prospects. I think then maybe you look yourself in the mirror and say, are we good enough this year? Like, should I mortgage part of the future for the now? Are we good enough to make a push now? 
that's something Bill Guerin's going to have to decide. Um, but I think if he goes out and makes a move, it will be for a high-level top six forward that can put the puck in the net. Hey, Dane, man, I appreciate the time tonight. Get back to the uh, dinner with Dad, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, man. Yeah, anytime, like you as well. All right, thank you so much. That's Dane Mazzani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, covers the Minnesota Wild, joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Dane Mizutani. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and I got to give a shout-out to some special kids that next year on the Lake Show. You know, something that we like to do here on this show, we do it nightly, but during the football season, especially at the end of the weeks, what do we do? We do a high school scoreboard, and we, we dive into high school football games, basketball games, hockey. But we don't treat all of the the sports and all of the different activities the same. And so I want to do something different here and give a special shout-out to the Robbinsdale Cooper High School bowling team because they are awesome. 15-1 regular season champs, four all-conference bowlers, they qualify for this team state tournament. Like, and it's a very diverse team, too. I've seen pictures of the team and just props and kudos to these young people because we do this, right? This is what we do. We do the scoreboard and we'll go through and we will mix it up. We'll, we'll go through the NHL. We'll, we'll do Major League Baseball. We'll do the NBA. We'll do all the different sports. And even when we get to the high school stuff, look, we, we know how we do. We do football. We do basketball. We kind of forget about some of the other kids. We applaud and appreciate all kids that are successful, and I want to give them a special shout-out. I mean, this is a great group of kids doing awesome things. They have either won or shared a conference title since, listen to this, 2019. So shout-out to Blake Hansen, Jaden Cretilli, Michael Skinner Jr., Wilson Johnson, Joey uh, Zoe, rather, Zoe Skinner, and Michelle Elliott. So props to them for getting that done. I love the, like... And I love the bowl. Yeah, and well, I yeah, I, I do too. My daughter, like, during the pandemic, like, we would go out because it was one of those things you could do that was social distancing. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go, like, you know, every three, four lanes. But I'm a fan, Henry, of a lot of these, you know, they call them the non-revenue sports, right? The, you know, the, the ones that kind of go under the radar, because these kids, these athletes, they work just as hard. They put in the time. They sacrifice. But they're just not as high profile. But it doesn't mean that when something good like this happens, yep. that it's not worth acknowledging. Absolutely. So, and that's what we're acknowledging it now. And, I so just, kudos. And, and when I think about, you know, like kids in the program and, and what they're doing at Robbinsdale Cooper, um, it, it, I mean, I think about um, – a phenomenal bowler who I just I, I beat up on him all the time. Um, my big brother in the, in the fraternity, James Johnson the third. I just you know he if he's a great bowler and you beat up on him. Then I mean you must I beat be up better. on him all the time. I mean I know he's going to get upset at me because I'm I'm outing him and I'm talking about how you know I just <sighs> take him to the ringer, man. I just that's what I do. Wow, I get on them lanes. You're so humble, and I'm just. Bam! Yeah. Bam! Yeah. Bam! I bet, I bet those turkey. Kids. Bam! I bet, Let's go. I bet those kids. It's Thanksgiving turkey. Let's yeah. go. I bet those. Uh, so you're like a, you rolling like a butterball down there then. Hey man, butterball instead of a gutterball. See what I you put there? them up. I 
knock you knock them down. them down? I knock them down. I bet any one of those kids could whoop up on you. I bet they could. Yeah, yeah I, I, I bet, bet they could. I'm sure they could. My my bet is on any of them. Any of them. Yeah. You know. I actually, I would have needed one of them to help me. I didn't bowl this year, but, you know, I do uh, the bowling event with uh, Joe Mauer. With Joe Mauer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they could have hooked, hooked me up. Yeah? Give me <laughs> we some, ha- we give have me the University of Minnesota baseball team out there. The entire team showed up. Coach Anderson brought them out. Oh, uh, I love, like, I, I and I, I'm i glad you kind of mentioned that because I love 14, John Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like, I did baseball. It was awesome. Yeah, I did baseball for them, like, play-by-play for the University of Minnesota baseball team for three years. And you talk about a program at the U of M – that is just absolutely top notch. That does not get the attention or the respect that they deserve. Fourteen is one of the best in the country. Like that program is absolutely top notch. So I'm, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you mentioned them. Yep. So congratulations again to the Robinsdale Cooper High School bowling team. Um, shout outs again to Blake, Jaden, Michael, Wilson, Zoe. And Michelle and Lake says. By the way, by the way, Lake says you don't want the smoke. So what? Uh, Did I say that? I think that's that's what I heard. That, that's what you heard. That's okay. what I heard. Okay, it's not necessarily how you said it. It's all good. It's how it was interpreted. That's all good. All right, it's all good. I mean, it's not for me. I mean, I listen. I mean, you're I, the one talking into the microphone. No, see, right now. well, you're yeah, but you're the one that professed mm-hmm. to be this great bowler. Okay, like. Me, I'm I'm a recreational. You know, I, I need a I need a drink in hand. You, man, I, I mean, you know, you like, you know, you get you, you know, you're stretching. I just get some tips from James Johnson III. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah? That's what I do. You know, you you like I said, you 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 put them up, I knock them down. So I roll. See, he taught you everything that you know, but mm-hmm. he didn't teach you everything that he knows. <laughs> That's the key right there. Like, all right, coming up next. Look, it is Thanksgiving um, this Thursday, and one of the things that we should always do is look out for others in the community. And look, you think about the restaurant industry and you think about great chefs, David Fema, we know how great of a human being he is. He's doing something special coming up this Thanksgiving (laughs) that we must discuss and talk about. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.